Hudson. Mercifully, there was no less to hamper our crawl up Sutton Bank. As we reached the top, a dozen gliders hovered above us like eagles circling a prey. We coasted along a high plateau, the North Sea forming a blue horizon thirty miles to the east. After eight miles, we sped past an ancient milepost declaring Helmsley one mile in Gothic lettering, veered to the left, and descended sharply. The little town of Helmsley spread out beneath us. Numerous red roofs huddled around the Norman church and ruined castle like chicks gathering around their mother hen. We swooped down into the town and through the market square, a spacious piazza flanked on all sides by shops galore, their wares liberally displayed in bright gleaming windows. We glimpsed sides of beef, mouth-watering pork pies the size of saucepans with jelly oozing out of their crimped golden tops, enormous crusty loaves of bread, row after row of lush-looking cakes with cream cascading down their sides. We drove along narrow, winding, cobbled streets, whose names, curiously, all ended in gate. Bondgate, Rygate, Eastgate, and Pottergate all harked back to Viking times. The houses were packed closely together, tiny, terraced cottages built of cream-coloured limestone. Two floors squeezed into what would serve as a single-story bungalow elsewhere. Eyebrow windows tucked beneath the eaves. We drove up and down all these gates, eventually finding Castlegate, where our organ seller lived. As we squeezed along it, a police panda car, a blue and white Ford Anglia, pulled out ahead of us and we parked in its space. We were on the set of Heartbeat, twenty-five years before the Yorkshire TV series took the nation by storm except this was the real thing. After several polite knocks, the door of number 23 was opened by a bleary-eyed, thick-set man, dark stubble peppering his unshaven chin. You'll have come about organ, I suppose. You'll have to excuse my appearance. I've been up all night with fire service. Still standing on the pavement, we peered through the front door, straight into his tiny living room. Over the hearth there was a large circular red bell with fire embossed on its centre. The rest of the room seemed to be completely filled with a huge pedal organ. Its dark pine finish gave the ill-lit room an even more gloomy air. You can have a go if you want, he offered. It were me mother's, and she had it given to her as a lass when she lived in Canada. Then, when she married me dad, she had it shipped o'er here. It was during Great War, and boat what were carrying her was chased by U-boats, but buggers missed. Sailors always said Togan was a lucky charm. Margaret squeezed into the room and sat at the keyboard, her feet pedalling the bellows. She grinned broadly as she improvised the navy hymn. Eternal Father, strong to save, whose arm doth bind the restless wave. En route, 
We had stopped off at Thirsk for lunch, where she and my mum had popped into a pub for a couple of gin and tonics, so she was in a mischievous mood. It seems to have a lovely tone, my dad said, nodding appreciatively, as if he was Sir Adrian Bolt relishing the LSO. How much do you want for it? Well, it's a bit of a family heirloom, as well as our lucky charm. I don't think I can let it go for anything less than four to five pounds. Well, let's say four pounds and ten shillings, my dad replied, keen to do the deal. Four pounds ten shillings? Four pounds ten shillings? What's that talking about? I said forty-five pounds, and I can't take a penny less. I feel as if I'm giving me heritage away even then. It's an heirloom, nothing less. Faced by one thousand percent inflation, my dad decided...